Hi, guys. Welcome back to Book Talk Made Me, the podcast where we're talking about all your favorite books from Book Talk, Bookstagram, basically wherever you're getting a good book, we're going to talk about it. I'm Caitlin, joined by my hosts, Hilda and Bridget. Hi. Hi. Today we have a very special guest who we are so excited to intro. But before we do, I just want to give a quick shout out to what we're saying and issue major spoiler warnings. So ahead of Crescent City 3 coming out, we are diving in to predictions, plot points, fan theories, basically covering everything in the full SJM universe. So I want to be very clear off the front. If you haven't read any of her books, and I'm including Throne of Glass in this, so Throne of Glass, Crescent City, Akatar, not the podcast for you, friend. Circle back around. We'll still be here, but come back around after you've listened to all of those and then give this one a listen because we don't want to ruin any of the magic or fun for you. So ye be warned. Tread no further. So now that we can tread further, we are thrilled to introduce Sarah from Rosebud Mode, the TikToker with all the background information, the highlights, the annotations, the quotes off the top of her brain because she's she knows it and she's read it all. So Sarah, thank you so much for joining our podcast. Thank you for having me. And I love that you guys put the warning. <laughs> right off the get-go. You have to. People take are very seriously. They and do. so we know. We know now. Hey, it's smart. Spoilers. For yeah, a while, actually, famously, uh, Bridget had been spoiler-free. It took her a year to read Crescent City after Hosab was out. And we were covering Akatar and we had to like dance around it very Oh. Very hard for Hilda and I to not like, you have to read this. So by the time I finished it, I felt like a fool because everybody knew but me. And I was like throwing out these theories here that was just like 100% wrong. And they were just probably like, she would you know she it. read the book. Oh, you but that's so it. cool. I know. I really appreciate the fandom. And I think I just like swiped by so many TikToks whenever I saw it was like that related. I was able to, you know, keep the secret a secret. So you didn't know what happened in Hosab when you read it. Mm-mm. <gasps> I love that. Oh my god! Now I feel bad for all the people who read. spoil. Yeah. Who spoils yeah. by? None of us were actually spoiled. Yeah, by some miracle, we saw all of the hype, and we saw you know the people were like up in arms that they had um, spoiled that last page of the chapter, and we were kind of like, well, if we run into it, we run into it, but we're not going to actively like look for it. And lo and behold, we the algorithm blessed us, and we were all able to have genuine reactions. Aww. Yeah, so we all experienced it spoiler-free, which what a way to experience it. Because I remember like where I was, what I was doing when I read the end of this book, and was like, oh my god! Like your mind just blew open with the possibilities. So do you remember what – the question I love to ask is, what was the thing that made you realize it was Perithian? When she touched down in the grass uh-huh. and it was by a river and there was like the house was right there. And I'm like, this, this is, this is ringing a bell. And then she I think, started describing as, and then I was like, yep. oh my God, this is Az. the hands. This is Azrael. I was like, oh my the God. The hands, the scarred hands. And she uh, wings. She's like, is this a demon? And I was like, ah, is this ass? Like, you know, you're like speed reading through. Cause you're like, holy shit. Right. That's cool. I always, it's always funny. Like some people, it takes a little farther in, and some people they pick it up instantly. So I'm always like, "Where did you pick up? (laughs) That's a great question to ask. Yeah, it's a fun one. I think I like. It was. I was like, okay, maybe this is like a new circle demon of hell. I don't know. And then once she started describing all the characters, and I was like, wait, hold on. 
So we have this person with the scarred hands. And then we have these two, Cassian and Nesta, going back and forth with each other. I was like, is that who I think it is? And then boom. And then I was like, wait, where's Elaine? Where the fuck is Elaine? Yeah, no, I, I, if I was not spoiled, I think it would have been with you, Bridget. I think I wouldn't, I would have been in denial telling myself it's not what you think it is. And then when everyone entered the room, I think that's when I went to clue in. Yeah. I was definitely, even afterwards, I was just felt like I was stuck in like a spinning, like loading wheel. Cause I was like, did I just read what I read? Like, is this happening? Is this, I still this think that. I we still think that. We made her record it. We made her like, we want to see your reaction. Yeah. And it was very, like she said, spinning wheel. Cause she's sitting there like, and she's just like, got like, up I and just walked couldn't away. Believe. I was like, reading I just, what I read. <laughs> I think you should get up and walk away. Like, I'd And get- then I like walked away, walked back around and then they were like, she's done. She's done. And then after like an hour, I was like, what the heck? Oh my God. And the chats just kept going off and off and off and off. I love it. That's so cool. And I think what's, cool too is that we have all found each other on this journey that Akatar has brought us together because I believe like us you kind of came into this in 2020 when we didn't really yeah. have a lot of stuff going on because I know I found you on TikTok after I had read it and I was like oh good someone to like discuss what we're reading with yeah and um that's how you really got got started going yeah so I was an avid reader in high school with Twilight like a mm. lot of people my yeah. age were and then uh did all the dystopians like everyone does at that time Pondering and then um I, readers will really understand this allegiant was what put me in a 10-year reading slump so that book was the book that i was like i'm not reading so i read fan fiction for 10 years um harry potter fan fiction so now it's like a big thing but mm-hmm. this was when you couldn't discuss fan fiction was when i was reading it and Around the pandemic, I came across this TikTok for Hades and Persephone, and I like Greek mythology. So I read Scarlet St. Clair's A Touch of Darkness and fell in love with it. That's where I was like, okay, I'm back into reading. And then the next TikTok was Twilight, was uh, not Twilight, was Throne of Glass, which is weird because usually the algorithm shows you Akatar. So I was like, well, I'll go buy this Throne of Glass book. Um, I hate trials. Like, I hate trials. and They're my least favorite thing. So... I read, I think it was a hundred pages into Throne of Glass. And then I was like, I'm going to post a TikTok because I was just about to start work. It was 6 a.m. I looked like a hot mess. And I was like, why does everyone like this book? This book sucks. <laughs> and that was the book that took, that was the TikTok that took off. Wow. That one. And everyone was like, you should switch. I stuck with it. I was not convinced until really Queen of Shadows. It was mm. I a had, good one. Yeah, I think it it took me longer to clue into some things. Rowan was intriguing, but he wasn't. A lot of people assume that's what, but he, it wasn't that. It was Aelin in Queen of Shadows. And then I was like, okay, I'm getting no sleep for the next week. I feel like she really blossoms in that book. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. And so I did the wrong reading order, which is why I don't typically tell people how I read it. But I skipped Assassin's Blade and Tower of Dawn, which don't do what I did. Um, it was a horrible decision. And uh, I still then, haven't read Assassin's Blade. I think I started it and then I, like Honestly, my... it's one of my favorite books out of the series. Really? It's, yeah. It's no, so it's... good. I started it first. I did Assassin's Blade. Then okay. I started Throne of Glass, went through, and I think I swapped – Tower of Dawn and the other one because mm-hmm. everyone kept saying that how it's such a bad cliffhanger if you leave off Aelin's story and then go to Kale Chow. I also say Chow instead of Kale. My mom calls him Chol. Chol. That sounds good too. She's like, he's Chol. And I'm like, it's, his name is Kale, but I call him Kale. So it's fine. I mean, it's better I than like the Cole. lettuce you eat, Kale. Like my well, brain auto-corrected. Yeah. So it's okay. I called 
the Kraken witches. And I want to clarify before I say this, I know this is a real place and I know what it looks like spelled, but I called them Croatian witches because I thought it was prettier. <laughs> Sometimes oh, wait, me too. I was like, there it's a prettier name than Kraken. That sounds like a shoe, and these are supposed to be the good witches. I like, don't even no. think my name, Croatian. like my brain corrected the right way. In my no. head, I was just always that's what it was. I didn't thank God you said something because I would have said it like that. Crockett, yeah, or Crochan is how some people say it, but it's supposed, I think it's supposed to be Crochan, but she calls it Crockett, and I'm like, that's disgusting. Okay, <laughs> sure. I feel like my brain did that so much more in fourth wing where I'm like, I'm not calling oh, it yes. this. Yes. I think this sounds yeah. better. Um, yeah. <clears throat> people did yeah. not agree with me, so. No, yeah. So um, I'll, and I'll tell you quickly. So after Throne of Glass, I read Akatar, and uh, that took me a minute to get into because I, I really liked Throne of Glass. And then um, I waited until Christmas of 2020 and I read Crescent City 1. And then Silver Flames was coming out in February of that year or of the next year. So I was caught up at that point. And yeah, it was, it was, I, and and the reason I started my book club was because so many readers were like, I've read Actar, I've never read Throne of Glass. And I was like, you're missing out. This is stupid. And a glass of wine in, I was like, I'm starting a book club. And that's how this whole thing got started. I love it. I do agree. Don't have glasses like a better series. It's great. Yeah. A hundred percent. You know, we recently did like a what's your favorite book series and I put Harry Potter. But man, did I really go back and forth and I really think it is Throne of Glass. It's a miss on my part. See, Harry Potter is just like that. You started it probably as a kid and it just stuck with you and there's an entire fandom. Yeah. No, we're a big Harry Potter household. My mom's ringtone is the Harry Potter theme song. Like it has been for 10 years now. So I always turned around and I was like, here, meet my dog Gillyweed, but she's actually not in the room with me. Oh, I totally get it. And um, so I I mean, you can't see it behind me, but they're the Slytherin editions of Harry Potter. So like, I'm a Slytherin too. See, this is why we vibe. This is, this is, yeah. So I I get it. I, I totally understand. I'm a Hufflepuff. Oh, it's okay. Every Slytherin needs a Hufflepuff. Shamefully. Oh no, no, please! I was like, we're old enough Slytherin now where I appreciate every house. No yeah. one wants us to be Gryffindor anymore. No one wants to be Gryffindor. Basic, <laughs> basic bitch. Move on. It is I have a personality. It is. Come on, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> You're not always the main character. Be the yeah. villain every once in a while, or go enjoy some plants and Hufflepuff. Like, come exactly. on, or some awesome puffs. It makes like great sense as to why you're Hufflepuff, Caitlin, because your birthday uh, is yeah. literally. Hufflepuff Day. It's 420. Ah, yeah. yes. This fate was chosen for me. Yeah. It's perfect. It is perfect. And so things also that are perfect are, and we've we've said it before in the podcast, I emailed you and I said it, I'm like, you are the Christian Amanpour of recording and figuring out everything that is happening in the Akatar <laughs> world. Because my God, it is truly a journalistic work of art when you're like, <laughs> here we go. And we're going through it. And you have your your masterclass series that you guys yeah. have been working through and, and diving into all of that. And that's mm-hmm. just, I would pay to see that as an actual masterclass. Yeah. It, it started as because, so before HOSAB came out, we, myself and Avery, and there were quite a few other book talkers. So I want to make that known. We were like the crazy ones in the fandom on book talk in terms of like, I thought there was a crossover. I could see the hints. I remember when I was prepping for the, Throne of Glass book club. I had just finished Earth and Blood because Sky and Breath was not going to be out for another year and a half. And I saw Rune Mountains and I went, wait, Rune Mountains and Throne of Glass? But there's a character named Rune. And I was, things were starting to connect. And I had hoped 
but I didn't know. Now, fast forward with Hosab, I there's obviously a lot of people throwing theories out, and I think that's kind of the best part of fandom in some that's ways. The funnest part. Yes. It's the best. But on the flip side, I saw a lot of like fan theories that were not contextually accurate to the story. And so it's like you can pick it. I I did it last night. Like I picked things out that I was like, it's this. And then I realized when I went back to the text, you know, two hours later, it's not because there was a certain word used at the beginning or the end and it made it not true. Mm -hmm. And so it's a bummer. But at the same time, it's still fun to like theorize it. And I think it the fun is lost when you take it too seriously. And so the masterclass mm -hmm. and everything came out because I feel like everyone should have the power to have theories and have fun with it. Like, don't just believe the TikTok. Like do the research and I'm happy to help you show you where it is. And um, I mean, our discord, they come up with, I'm, I'm not kidding. They've been on a Godzilla theory kick for like three weeks now. So like, <laughs> we're going to let them run with it. I, I actually think they're right, which is kind of crazy. And I'm just like, fine, have fun with that. <laughs> with Godzilla? Yeah. So in the, I think it was her title announcement last year. She was typing on her computer. It's like on her Instagram. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a Godzilla and there's a My Little Pony yes. on her desk. The my, I'm going to butcher this because I clearly skimmed the theories in my server because I'm, and they know this. This isn't a surprise to them. The story of Godzilla ties too closely into what's going on in Crescent City. And the story of the specific pony that was on her desk also ties in to Bryce. And so it was like they had Wikipedia it and figured out what the two meant and had pieced together. And then I forget how Sailor Moon's tied into us, but it is. And so they have been on this kick for like three weeks straight about. Wow. Yeah. And I just thought the pony was like the little homage to so the one I. that Bryce had. Was it Julie? Jubilee? Ju Jubilee? That's Ju yeah, Jelly Jubilee. That's there what we I go. thought. That's exactly what I thought. I was like, oh, she just. First off, I didn't think it was Sarah. I thought it was someone at Bloomsbury who was just like typing out a computer. And then someone was like, no, that's Sarah's desk. And I was like, oh, how was I supposed to know? It's the back of someone's head. Like, okay. Do you think Sarah's ever trolling us though? Yes. Okay. Which I love I even she, more. I, she, I love that. She has, she said, which is why I was, before Hosab came out, she had said she was like, Reese was never going to meet Aelin or Reese was never going to meet Bryce. And I was like, okay, fine. So I always assumed when we would cross over, because it was so inevitable in her books, that it was either going to be new characters or characters from the past, like a Maeve was crossing over or something oh. like that. And then when it happened, I had realized she had been trolling fans. And then a big troll is one that everyone brings up is because they don't know the context is her saying that someone can have more than one mate. Mm -hmm. If you look at the tweet, it was tweeted right before Empire of Storms came out. So she did this to get people off the scent of Rowan and Aelin. So it had nothing to do with Akhtar. It had everything to do with Aelin and Rowan. And everyone now thinks it has to do with Az. And I'm like, yeah. no, no, no. If you, if you look at the date, it's it's because of Rowan and Aelin. Wow. Mm -hmm. See? So she trolled everyone. This is why you admire journalistic number one going through because i'm like i'm learning new like things she just has to throw out some like extra breadcrumbs to like keep people off her trail so she can finally finish her series oh, she has to she has to like i yeah. feel like she's much like taylor swift in where they have like a room where it's like a, they're gonna scan your face and your handprint to get in and this is where it's like her master plan is laid out yeah like, i know gonna put these little breadcrumbs here these little breadcrumbs here these are my fake breadcrumbs and like she's just 
Like, when she's entirely done with the series and all the crossovers and she's able to put the fandom of Akatar and whatever to rest, I want her to come out with a documentary and tell us. Oh, I would Exactly. What started this? How she did her planning? How she threw off her threw us off her trail? I want to know what was happening when. Yeah. What she like fed mm-hmm. us intentionally, and what we, oh, we were just that, completely I, wrong. Can you whisper this to her? I know, I wish okay. it's the um. I don't know if you guys have seen. There's two bonus. Uh, there's two special editions of Throne of Glass. There's an Empire of Storms. No, it's a Kingdom of Ash and a Tower of Dawn. And her notes are in the back of the book. So you can see her handwriting and how she like wrote out the book. To most people, they are gibberish. Like they make no sense. But if you're to someone, you, it's like, oh my God. I understand it because I can see like, and I can grab it. It's behind me. But like, it'll say like the 13, like yielding question mark. And it's like, oh, well, this obviously connects to this. Right. Or it'll say like, there's a, well, it's interesting is now I think it has to do with Hofast, but the Tower of Dawn copy has a lot of redacted things. So there's blackouts on it. Oh my God. And I think at the time. I think people at the time thought it was just Kingdom of Ash, but I don't think it was now. That would make me super excited because I love Tower of Dawn. Tower of Dawn holds the answers to how Throne of Glass is connected. Because it was the only one where she kind of introduced a new land within that series. And everything was so different compared to where Aelin was was originally. And we got the new characters and they were just left there. And we finished up the series with her original crew. And we're just like, okay, well, what happened to all these other people? This new continent basically that they discovered and or will you know travel to and stuff like that yeah which is very uh, un sarah like she ties everything semi together yeah i feel like she's trying to fake us out by saying oh tower of dawn it's about kale it's about kale it's not no it's so much more like he is he's good the book is so good despite kale he's the red about irene my girl it's about irene is irene is the best it's about irene it's about those Asterian horses and Asterian horses yes. and the Asterian armor and the fae that just magically disappeared in a tunnel under the he- under the healers and all of that stuff that's and the weird spiders and the spiders yeah i gotta There's... go back and reread this it's it's tower of dawn's a good reread too and i love the politics of the coggin and all of that like it's yeah. so fascinating Oh gosh! Now, now I'm like rethinking back. I'm like, I really got to reread because it was interesting to us. <clears throat> and again, I know you've done this multiple yeah. times, but for us, or at least for me in my case, when we did the reread, having now—I mean, I'm sure for you, in the first time you did it too. But having known what you know in Crescent City too, is what I call it. <laughs> to yeah. reread these other things, there's so many more hints and chunks yes. that you're privy to that your brain is like, "Holy crap!" You're right. I thought this was just like a random detail to set the scene is actually like a very important piece of information yeah yeah or like the um in i didn't realize this but because i always you always catch new things like yep it's no matter how many times i've read these books and i know certain chapters i will catch something every time and the time this time around what i caught in kingdom of ash was the dragon glass i totally forgot there was dragons i was like well there's wyverns but i didn't realize there had been dragons and that was the this is unfortunately like (laughs) morbid but that was the glass that aelin kneeled in with Uh Maeve was the dragon glass and it which is the horrible part, but the description that's hidden in it said that Maeve had killed all the dragons. And so there was no more left, but they did exist. And all that remains is this glass. And I was like, oh, Ariadne. Okay, cool. That's how you connect to this. Now it makes sense. 
Oh my gosh. Yeah. Like I had pieced because the shifters are all from Throne of Glass. So it's like yeah. it's piecing together who comes from where at this point. And I was like, okay, mm. well now I know how Ariane can I like ties to this. I didn't even make that connection. about her. Me too. Mm-hmm. Like, because you're like, why she seems important, but we yeah. don't know why yet. No. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. So well, I, I think- do a question for you. Oh, okay. go ahead, Bridget. Now, because of the way that the last book ended, people have mm-hmm. been talking about, is it how the timeline adds up? <laughs> Are they going from past to future or is it all parallel universes? Okay. What do you think? What do you guys think? That's I could believe I'm so gullible. I could believe anything. Yes, I feel like I could turn on a dime. I see a TikTok. I'm like, oh, that makes sense. They see another one. Yeah, I'm like, completely refutes. I'm like, that makes sense. I want to say Akatar and Crescent City could potentially be parallel, and Throne of Glass might be in the past, but I'm not 100. percent Okay. I think, and I'm I'm struggling to remember at the moment, but I think there are timelines in which they overlap. So like the effects of what's happening in one world, you sort of see in another. So to me, it's more of a Marvel universe of like everything's happening at the same time. Yeah. And I just, I can't quite work out yet. My little simple brain can't quite figure it out yet, but like I think that's how it is. It's the fact that like Crescent City is more of an urban fantasy. Yes. And so you see more of those modern technologies that really throws me off because I'm like, yeah. I don't know. Well, don't let know. me let me start off and say that I love time travel. Like I am a huge time travel fan. Like Doctor Who is one of my favorite shows. Oh my God, it had so one of my favorite storylines I think I've ever read that tw- the, the River Song twist is like to this day, I will pace the hall. Like I remember pacing, panicking about when that was revealed because it was such a good twist. So I love time travel. However, I don't think this is time travel. I think it is parallel universes. And um, I do also caution people whenever they make a timeline that like Sarah is human and her editors are human right. and there are mistakes in the timeline. And I know some people want to like fix them, but you just have to accept that there isn't there. There is no fix. So like a perfect example is Aelin fell a few weeks before Christmas. And the only reason I remember that is because Rowan makes this very like um, poignant remark before she puts the keys in where he says she won't even make it to her 20th birthday. Like she won't mm-hmm. even make it to Christmas, which is like or they, they called it Yule. Like she won't mm-hmm. even make it to Yule. And it was like, I just, I don't know why that line stuck out to me. I think because she was so young at the time. Yeah. Um, and then by the time she gets to Terrace and Yule should be like a few weeks later, essentially, or a few days later. Mm-hmm. So sh- it should be Christmas. When we see her fall in Silver Flames, it is after Christmas. It is we're in spring now. Like we are fully in a different season. And some people are like, oh, well, seasons are different because of Australia and the United States. True. But it's the actual like holidays themselves. So it's the fact that like winter solstice has already passed, which should be around the same time as Yule. So that I think that is kind of where like you can't perfectly line it up, but we did try and like here's some things that kind of will melt your brain a little bit. Oh gosh. Okay. So um Throne Melt of away. <laughs> so Assassin's Blade. Well, first mm-hmm. off, if you didn't know this, Throne of Glass, the entire series, not including Assassin's Blade, takes place over the span of 14 months. About. It starts okay. in that's it? That's it. Yeah, I know she's it's crazy. Still, I don't think she like turns what 20 at the end and she started off as 19. Yeah. So she's yeah, so she starts off at 19. Her birthday's May 3rd, which Bloomsbury confirmed. Although it should be May 4th because 
which is my birthday, but it's fine. Whatever. May the fourth uh, be with you. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> I was like, I was like, hold on. It should be my birthday because of this little line here, but whatever. We'll let Bloomsbury have the third. So it's her birthday's May 3rd. Uh, Dorian's is uh, in July. So from those, they both pass their birthdays and then she gets put in the coffin and then a few months pass and then it's Christmas. So the it's we start around september because the leaves are changing she mentions mm-hmm. fall and then the king's championship ends in december and we end the following year in december so that's how crazy this is but to really melt your brain everything that happens in assassin's blade all the way i think if i remember correctly all the way to the to the king's championship at the end of throne of glass is all of akatar that's just book one of what <laughs> Yeah. Akatar series or Akatar first book? Just the first book. Wow. Mm-hmm. Just the first book. And then I mean, that no- makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah, right. And then Mist and Fury, that's an Avery question. Avery's better at plotting out the uh Akatar timeline. But Mist and so Aelin from Crown of Mid- Crown of Midnight's only like a month or two. Then Era Fire goes all the way to Aelin's birthday, a little at- it's towards the end of May. And then she gets back to Otterland by June because we're there for Dorian's birthday, which is July. And then, well, yeah, she traveled between June and July because it takes a few weeks to get from Terrace and, or from Wendelin to Otterland. That was the other thing we had figured out. That's also a plot hole. <laughs> so like, there's all these little plot holes. And then the fall, people always ask, because that's kind of the best way to plot it. The fall uh, on the Crescent City side, we don't actually see it because it happens between Earth and Blood and Sky and Breath. Mm. right because we just pick up at like the holiday season yeah Yeah. but to go back to your original question like why because the parallel universes i think just like you guys had said sarah has said their worlds on top of each other don't even know it which to me does not add up to same planet also it doesn't add up to same planet because we know they're different planets the asteri confirmed that at the end of silver flames and um the the way things are going i think technology this is like this. There's no evidence towards this, but we think technology is moving faster in Crescent City because that planet was for humans, and so humans need technology, uh, whereas the other worlds had magic. Oh, so they might have just been ahead of the curve, right? Because those shifters were brought to yeah. Crescent City, mm-hmm. okay. and then we also From wonder if days okay. are moving differently. That this mm-hmm. is like the only other weird thing is like. Okay, let's just say Bryce is in Perithian for a day. Is that day equal a day in Lunathian? Or does that equal three days in Lunathian? Like, we don't know right. that. Like, what's yeah. the time differential there? Yeah, the classic Halloween. Like, exactly. In the moral realm, it's like eight hours. In Halloween Town, it's like a whole month. Exactly. Exactly. You know, you watch enough Disney, everything makes sense. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Always yeah. got to come back to Halloween Town, Bridget. I really love it. I love it. it. Oh, <laughs> it's like, like our favorite movie, so it's fine. We reference See, all Hilda, Disney you should definitely watch it again. She's got an aerial mug right now. See? We know she's a Disney queen. Yeah. Yeah. My license plate when I lived in California was a letter off from one of the license plates in Roger Rabbit's cartoon spin. Oh, what a great callback. I know, right? It's like I, I like that you're like a diehard fan dumb, like for like a lot oh, of things. Yeah. You're no, like, no, no, yeah. I'm a fan. I'm a real fan. Like, no, I, I apply it to my life. When I, I, when I got my driver's license, I lived in California and I had asked my parents for a custom license plate that said L-I-T-M-E-R-A. I can say it because it does, I live in Texas now, so it's not my license plate. Yeah. And it was a save the ocean. So if you got the joke, you got the joke. But if you didn't get the joke, you, you didn't get out. the joke. I wonder yeah. how many people are like, Someone stole it. 
I had to. No. So I guess someone got it. Someone did get the joke. Someone stole it. And then um, we, we kind of got the trick, which was you hide one in the car. So if someone stole it again, they couldn't take my license plate permanently. Oh. So that's what I did for like two years before I moved to Texas. And now I have like a boring license plate that I have no oh, idea what the number man. says. But yeah, it was it was a Disney. So, yes, I'm a big another random things. I know random facts is about Disneyland. <laughs> oh, girl, you and I can talk all day. Yeah. <laughs> Anytime. <laughs> Caitlin was just in Disney. So this makes sense. Ah, OK. Yes. It was just there. Um, and I. I love that you love the theory so much because I feel like that truly – and you touched on it earlier. Like I think that is the funnest part is like that's yeah. what brings us all together. That's where we're like we're shooting things out and we're like it makes no sense and we're trying to make it make sense. But, you know, I think the, the best part is seeing all these conflicting ones where you're like, oh, that could be true. But this could also be true. Which one of these yes. things are true? And like that's yes. what sparks the conversation and brings us together as a community and brought us together as a podcast. I love that. Yeah. We just we, – we love a good theory. Now I have a few. And I okay. know, I know, you've probably heard all of these already. It's okay. So we're going to go through. I don't know if Helda and Bridget, you guys have heard some of these. You know, the algorithm gives and takes. So who knows it what does. you've seen? Yeah. Who knows what you've seen? So I have a few here. Would love to get your insight on them. Okay. But before, and I mean, the whole group, we'll all chime in together. Before we go into this, I want to ask you, which fan theory did you hear that just just took your breath away, like made you gasp, like, oh, I've never thought of it that way. I'm blown away. What did that to you? The rune uh, prophecy theory. See, and now I'm like, Ooh, tell me the more. Pro- the rune prophecy theory. So Izzy, who's read these fics on mm-hmm. TikTok, she and I were in a discussion and we were like trying to figure out, we just finished HOSAP and we were mm-hmm. trying to figure out like, what's his prophecy mean? You know, whatever. And she had pieced together that because it says the royal bloodline shall end with you is like right. what it says. It's like I'm phrasing it. It's probably wrong, but whatever. Yeah, we get the gist. Yeah. Uh, everyone thinks it's he thought it was because Bryce dies. A, some, a lot of people assume, oh, it's that, you know, Bryce is just going to break the royal the royal line and then there's going to be no kings of the Fae and whatever. Uh, but Izzy thinks that he that reference is to the Asteri and that he will end the Asteri because a key thing to note about Sarah is she never does the main characters the main characters are not the ones who do the final blow so like for Throne of Glass it was Irene right for or it was Fenris Fenris is the one who killed Maeve um for Akatar it was it was Elaine and Nesta had killed the King of Highburn and then Brylin was killed by Nesta who that was the first time it was a main character but she's not really a main character mm-hmm. and so we don't think it's going to be Hunt or Bryce that will end the Asteri we think it will be Rune wow see I consider Rune one of the main characters but I get this I can right see right like he's a main character but he's not like the, the main, main the main yeah. romance the star. right yes he's yes. part of the ensemble so- that's so interesting because the theory I had seen, I didn't actually pop it on here, but I think it's related to this, is that we know Erewhon was a Valg king. Yes. So does this refer to the Valgs? Could this also refer to the Valg kings? Like that bloodline could end with you because we know that there's two more oh. out there. So you have – whose name is that. Blinking, like Onyx and – Martix or something, something like, like that. It Matrix. looks like Mantis, Mantix, something. I, so there's two yeah. other Valkings. So like as you said that, my brain went to that theory and was just like, that's a royal bloodline. Like a, 
an actual royal bloodline, the kings of the Valg. So could yeah. this be related to them? And this is all talking to the crossover. But I love that theory. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I would listen. Bring. Like, I, I have no before. no concept to back this up. No supporting. <laughs> no, no, tab no notes. I mean, I I haven't figured out how the Valg fit into this, and I was definitely one of the people before Hosep came out that was like. Nothing can beat the Valg. The Valg were like the best villain because they were just everywhere and they were parasitic and blah, blah, blah. And then you get to the Asteria and you find out what's really going on with them. And I was like, mm -hmm. okay, now here we go, Sarah. This is what I was talking about. Like now we're at the level. So I don't know how the Valg fits into it, but they have to fit into this somehow. somehow. I thought some people were saying that the Valg was Asteria and I was at some the people. The Valg, the Asteria, the Doglin. <laughs> Daglin, yes. yes are all the same. That was a they were just thing. different names just different in the different names. realms. Yeah, so the Daglin does add up to the Asteri because yes. of the way that it is described historically yep. between the two. But they don't add up to the Valg. The backgrounds okay. don't make sense. But I wish they did. Ugh, I wish. That would have been so good. I wish. Yes, I, think I wanted it. <laughs> one of our unhinged theories where we just literally went around and like, here's unhinged things we saw on TikTok. Let's talk about them. from the I, I saw it. somebody published something that when Aelin banished the gods, mm -hmm. those were the Asteri. No. Okay, or something I, like I, okay. that. They're not the Asteri, but I do. I thought they were originally. And then when we got the background of the Asteri, I was like, okay, well, that was wrong. But they could be... It's, it's, it's kind of conflicting, but... This is one of those really random things that I'm holding on to by like the Ooh, tiniest hair. We heard it here is, first. Is uh in Crown of Midnight, that's the first time Aelin opens the portal and she describes it as a chasm. She, it is that is a word she uses to describe this like dark, desolate place. And then the second time when she opens it in Kingdom of Ash and kicks the gods in, it is described as a hell realm. And so I have always it Aelin did it first. She opened so if it is Adis's place. The god, that's where the gods are right now. Interesting. I accept that. <laughs> yeah, I get like, like zero research. And I'm like, yep, that's exactly like, what happened. I'm, a, all the time people are like, well, the, you know, chasm is just a descriptive word. It doesn't say the mm. chasm. And I'm like, yeah, I know. But you know what? It's it's the words there. Okay. What do you want me to do? But that, like, it me. would be too obvious if she's called it the chasm. Like it'd be too obvious. And we know that's not her style. Yeah. 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 She wants to And it all goes back to, to Don I mean, this is all based off Dante's Inferno. So like right. it could it could have just been a descriptive word. I don't. I don't know. I don't know. And love it, love it, love it. Here for it, and here for some more. So here's one. The theory is Bryce ends up killing Hunt, mm. and her face was immediately like, "No, I know, no, I hate it. I hate no. it. No." But here's I saw what I needed to see. Immediately here's no. <laughs> here's the the supporting text to this. Okay. So we know Hunt has the power to siphon and absorb first light. Okay. We know. Um, hope I'm saying is it Regulus? Regulus, but honestly, Regulus. that's probably how I said it in my head. So yeah, again, Regulus. Come on. <laughs> Sometimes I think Sarah just smashes a keyboard, and that's the name. So it's fine. Regalia, Regalius, Regulus, Regulus. Okay, Regulus. Think so, of like Regulus Black. It's basically the same yes. Name. Yep. So uh, <laughs> we know Regulus. Uh, in okay, so we know Regulus currently possesses the a body of a teenage boy. Yes. And we know he can impersonate and pretend to be other people like Adius. So if Regulus could inhibit Hunt's body, he wouldn't need to rely on his first light charged throne because he could access the power anytime he wants because Hunt can siphon power and absorb power. So hold on to that. So okay. we know Bryce wouldn't hesitate to kill Regulus at any the second she got it. 
But if Regulus, but if she saw Hunt being possessed by Regulus, that would pause her to not kill Regulus. So like it's almost like his own self-protection. I'm going to become the person that she loves. Okay. And she will have a harder time killing him. Okay. And so this then would force Bryce in the inner circle to fight against him in an almost perfect parallel of history repeating. So angels versus demon, Asteri versus the princes of hell, Peleus allied with the Asteri versus Thea, a.k.a. Bryce. So if you look at the history of Orion, like just the, the, mm-hmm. the, the star. I knew this was going back to Orion. <laughs> Regulus is this one of the brightest stars in his constellation. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And in the history of Orion, he is killed by his lover, Artemis. Mm-hmm. The oracle also tells Hunt to stay far away from Bryce. So yeah. is this foreshadowing this lover's Romeo and Juliet quarrel that is going to be become our tortured hearts shortly i really don't think so and this is the dumbest reason why but this is just what the only hope we have to hold on to she's gonna say sarah j mass is for the lovers she is that's exactly what i'm gonna say is that she's (laughs) for the lovers sarah is for the she will if there is a mated pair she's not gonna mess with them like she just I will be shocked, like mess with them. Yeah, she's going to torture him. Yeah, that's fine. Okay, but she's not going to do anything that will damage or she's a happily ever after girly at the end of the day. And so I don't think she'll do that. The other thing that, you know, if that's not a satisfying answer for some people, the other thing is I don't I never saw Regulus or any of the Asteri as possessing. It was more like they could just transform. So oh. like, like impersonating. Well, yeah, yes. he can impersonate this body. So he's even like, I yes. can impersonate Hunt, and she could potentially let. Oh, Hunt so he basically glamours himself to exactly look. right. Okay, yes. So I don't think, which is what Adis does too. And right. I, yeah, I've heard that before. I've heard the thing about Orion. I just don't. I don't know if we're gonna go that deep. I really, I really do not think she's gonna harm, like kill Hunt. I could see her making a sweat it out. To the last yes. possible moment where, like, yes. something like this happens. And, yes. you know, Bryce thinks it's actually Hunt. She lets him over into Prithia. And then it's like, oh, crap. The Asiri is now here. Asiri, Daglin, whoever they are, they're here. Yes. Because yes. she accidentally let him in. And I could see it getting real grim and, and mopey, just like the end of Kingdom of Ash, where everything is just, like, not looking good. Yeah. Until – and then maybe he's he's saved and the lovers are back together. That's the hope I'm holding on to. She I mean, also I've, did kill Feyre the first book, and she came back to life, and as well as Rhysand. Yeah. Really dying so when you come back, like, two minutes later. I don't know. Resur- resurrection trope? Let's do this. Like, she might do that. I, I mean, yeah. It, it it wouldn't surprise me. I don't I don't know. I just – I don't think she's going to murder Hunt and keep him dead. That doesn't, right. That's not really her style. And it's not – really her style to have Bryce be the one to do it but I do I could oh this is what I was gonna say too is I forgot that this book is gonna have sex in it because uh they described it as like sexy and I was like oh Oh, thank god I was like (laughs) oh right that's supposed to happen in the middle of all this don't know when but okay so uh I'll take it right I mean I'll take it we had a great scene in the in the last one so like I'll let's have some multiple ones but yeah it's a I don't know when Hunt's going to show up, but <laughs> poor guy. I was reading this one and I'm like, I hate this. Yeah, no, We're I don't like talk that. About it. We have to talk about it. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> so in a next one, this one is not okay. a, a sad one by any means. So she's like, okay. oh, huh. Okay, this could be. There's a lot of 
a lot of connections here. Okay. So the theory is that Elaine will be the high lady of Don Court. Oh, God. Okay. Have you heard this one? <laughs> yes. You've okay, heard it. So okay. before – wait. Before we get into it, what are your feelings on Elaine? Okay. So I think Elaine – I've been calling it the Illid effect, which is if you think of the character Illid from Throne of Glass, she – if you don't think about her point of view, but think about when you first met her, she's boring. She's a boring mm-hmm. character. She is, and that's what she wants you to think of her. And then you get her point of view, I think like a chapter or two later. And she's very fascinating. She is trying to convince everyone. She is this meek, boring, don't pay attention to me character. And she's not, I think Elaine is the same. And mm-hmm. I also think Elaine has been spending the last, I don't know how many years have been going on in Akatar, but I think it's like three or four. She's been sitting, Spending those years just going with the flow, but I think she's gonna crack. I don't think she's. I've been. I mean, I was one of the people that said evil Elaine early. Evil too. Elaine, theory, yeah. But I don't think it's really evil. I think it's just she's gonna break, and it's gonna be like I'm out, peace, and she's gonna go to Koshay. That's what I think is gonna happen to her. Oh, but I could see that happening. I did predict that as well. Yeah, I think she's gonna go to Koshay, and I think she's gonna ask to be turned human again. And that is not going to go over well. Because, because you know who's going to save the day is Helion with his big library. Uh, yes. Oh. I think, what was it? Silver Flames or whichever. There was either Silver Flames or the third book where she was kind of like saying certain things that made her yeah. seem like she was looking t- for a way well, to become it was human again. Of, it was because of the whole grace and bullshit. Yes. Yeah. And, and Amorin says to her, there's no change. There's no going back. Or she's, she, there's a phrase that Amorin says directly at Elaine, like, you can't go back. And Elaine. Yes. But then Amorin was, went back and it was proof. It, she was able. Yeah. To show her this was an opportunity. Yeah. I don't know. I'm very, I wasn't a huge, I mean, I, I think Elaine's going to be interesting. It wouldn't surprise me if it's going to be my favorite because I, I like characters that end up surprising me. Mm-hmm. Um, But the more I think about it, I mean, Avery laughs at me. I think I'm gonna. I'm more excited for um, the Elaine and Lucian book than I am the Oz book, because that is a, in my head, it is a Daphne Bridgerton the Duke romance oh, story, and oh, I am here yes. for it. Yeah, that's the perfect description of what that would be. Yeah, that's I saw some TikTok is. earlier today where they were talking about Lucian and how he claimed her as the mate when they were in front of Hybron and because she's just come out of the cauldron he's like that is my mate like and he has to protect her yeah but earlier in the book when Reese had shown up while Feyre was having dinner with Tamlin and Lucian Mm. and he shows up and Lucian immediately protects her and is like that is my betrothed and so people were like I see the boy who cried wolf and he did it again. So I don't know if I truly believe that Aelin is your – not Aelin. Elaine. Um, no. Elaine is your mate. And I was like, okay. I think it is because if you go back and you look at the language used around Elaine, it talks a lot about day. Like she needed the sunlight. She needed the daylight. She was not thriving. And so there's a lot of foreshadowing of her going to the day court and it needs day to happen. or dawn. Allow me to continue Yeah, here. keep going with this Here Donna. we go. All right. So here's all the supporting evidence from this TikTok. When they discover the Book of Breathings, it appears to sing to them. Life, death, and rebirth, referring to the three Archeron sisters. Life being for Elaine, death for Nesta, and rebirth for Feyre. Um, it's speculated that Elaine and Nesta got opposing powers when they went into the cauldron. So Nesta got death. Elaine has to do a lot with life. And this supports her love for gardening and helping things bloom and regrow. 
Now, Elaine has been linked to Dawn 11 times in the book. And it's as written as like, oh, she's this beautiful summer Dawn. She like glows like the sun at Dawn. And here's the, uh, the second part of that. So who else has healing, life-saving powers? Irene, whose book is called Tower of Dawn. And Bryce, who healed an entire city, the buildings, the people, everyone in there with the first light. And first light is another word for Dawn. Mm-hmm. And so obviously this would mean that the current High Lord would have to die. But as Sham has said previously, that High Lord power doesn't always pass down generationally and could abandon Correct. the bloodline completely. Um, mm-hmm. This also works to support the theory that Lucian as her mate is because he also has light healing powers. So they would use their healing powers together or he would help teach her how to harness her powers. Okay. Um, on the converse side, it also supports that as Anna Lane could be mates as well because she's the light, he's the dark, and Feyre talks about wanting to paint them and their bodies find like this nice synergy together, mm-hmm. uh, the merging of light and dark. Um, and so – But that's dusk. It's dusk and dawn. <laughs> the same colors at night. So I just thought that was an interesting an interesting one, especially because she she, you know, obviously talks to Cassian and says like he's something about like, oh, you'll you'll die soon or something yes. like that. And I think it's yes. because she will play a role, like he will die, but maybe she will play a role in healing him or bringing him back to life. Now I don't have any evidential support for that. <laughs> about okay. him, him dying okay. or bringing him back for life. But I thought this was just an interesting call out because I'd never I never associated her with Dawn at all or having yeah. healing powers. I was associated with her as having maybe foresight. She can see the future. She knows what's going to happen. It is as yeah. well. And I thought that, that was an interesting – I mean, being linked to Dawn 11 times, that seems – Also I kind mean, of concerning her sister was on a deathbed and she didn't use her powers to heal her. Oh, she, I mean, she couldn't know she didn't know she had them. Was she even in the room? Yeah, she was because yeah, then she, she was. was consoling Nesta afterwards oh, or she was yes, holding she was. on to Nesta. She's Elaine present with us. I was like, is she even in the room? Again, she's a fly on the wall. She's vanilla, baby. Yeah, she really yeah, is. But no, she's not adding. She's not, she's not, not attracting. Baby. She's just there. She, yeah. No, she, it, th- that, yeah. So, okay. I, this, I don't pay that close enough attention to Elaine, to be honest, but I have a hard time I've heard two theories. I've heard one that she's going to be the High Lady of Dusk because then that supports and Avery's going to laugh at me because she's the one who came up with it. But it's the three mountains, three sisters theory, which Uh is that every sister is going to conquer a mountain. And Elaine should be the prison is like what it so then she would Mm. then be the High Lady of Dusk. So that is the one I've heard. I still don't believe it. But I have a hard time with Dawn because I don't think Elaine has healing powers. Mm -hmm. And I don't think Lucian has Dawn healing powers. He's got I got we day were, healing. We, yeah, and we were talking about this like a few days ago about the healing because Reese can even heal. Reese can heal. Lucian can heal. Tamlin can heal. And I think more can heal. And it sounds to me like it's more of just like a generic like slap a Band-Aid on type healing. And right. then what happens with Dawn and what Feyre can do is actual healing. So I think that might be the confusion here with the theory is like they took the word healing and they were like, oh, that's Dawn. But it's, I think it's a different context based mm-hmm. off of how it's been described. I also, if I remember, Thesen is the one that has all the the peregrines, the the, the angel-like the flying, people. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like if if it were to pass, it would go to one of them. Even even mm. though it's not like because I yeah it I mean that's how Reese's family got the power of the night court is because it was Moore's and then it randomly went to the cousins, but. Yeah, I don't. I would no. Elaine doesn't need another court. I'm glad it's not a spring theory with Elaine because I really don't right. like those. The spring one comes up all the time. Yeah, I, I don't, don't hate those. So 
I hate those, but I hate it more, not because it doesn't, like, make sense, but it's just because, like, oh, I'm going to be with the guy that was with my sister. That just, ugh, that incest, the not I mean, incest grosses me out. No, I've seen them say that it's going to be Lucian who takes over spring court with Elaine. I've seen yeah. that one as well. I I don't like the spring court theory because it all hinges on the fact that Elaine likes flowers and that's why she needs to be there. And I'm Basically. like, I'm like, oh, so we're literally basing an, a a woman's personality on one of her hobbies, like, one of her I traits. Yeah, yeah, only one trait. Like I think that's a little demeaning to Elaine, who's all. Which I will admit, she is a boring character right now, which I think is intentional. But like we can do, we can do better than be like oh the chick with flowers needs to be with the flowers like come on right because remember everyone hated Nesta the first yes. three books because it wasn't her book and also she was just the bitch character and she had a yes. role to play and then everybody read Silver Flames and suddenly it's like oh I yes. can see myself in Nesta I'm like yeah you can because we're multiple facet people like we're yeah. not just like we're multidimensional women yep yeah we're just not one thing I like yeah. books I like plants. Yeah, Here exactly. You You're a lady right there. I got two quarts. <laughs> I love it. It's like in Harry Potter too, when they are like, you get sorted into your house at a certain age, and then everyone thinks that you're supposed to just grow within that house. But at yes. some point, they're yes. saying like, you know, you are just in that house, but eventually, like, you're supposed to grow and develop in, you know, be yes. multiple things. And yes. I was like. I was Gryffindor one day and now I am Slytherin. So I, I understand. I was going to say, I if I was 11 going to the sorting, I would be a Gryffindor because I was like a goody two shoes. Like everything had to be right. And then as I got older, I could have cared less about that and wanted to find the quickest way to the answers, Slytherin. So yeah. we grew. We See, you're evolved. supposed to grow. That was the whole point. But yes. people get so like, you're right, one dimensional and they're like, you are Slytherin, stay Slytherin. You are Gryffindor, stay your night court, stay night court. Nah. No, man. Is Reese really the villain? Was he the villain? Or did you just paint him the villain because he was a night court? I don't know. It's a good Me point. Me Tamlin. I'm like, Speaking what of are villain. you talking about, Tamlin? Oh, this yes, is another. This, well, this is okay. not a Tamlin theory. I just want to know your thoughts on this because I famously said on the podcast that I think Tamlin just, uh, should get a redemption arc. And I would love oh, to know. Okay. Your, I would love to know your thoughts on if that came to pass. What do you think about it? Um, I so some people well when you say redemption arc do you want him to get a full book or just like a plot no like i just want him to know because i think there's some things that he's done where he's hinted yeah. at being more helpful maybe not remorseful yeah but he's just like i'm gonna help you like when he helped her and um briar i think that the, the yeah. prisoner escaped the camp from hybrid's mm -hmm. camp and there are some things i'm seeing there where it's almost like he's like i'm trying to in my own fucked up tamlin way like make good for the pain that i've caused right and i feel like it's coming to a point where he's going to have he's going to die to save someone important or he's going to sacrifice himself to save something important and then we'll be like oh tamlin like he was maybe working behind the scenes to try and help in his own crazy way and maybe yeah. we hate him a little less yeah, I, I think I would love to see him get a redemption just for the sole fact that, like, he does need to get it together because he is running a court and he is a mm -hmm. high lord. Um, I don't want to see him get romantic redemption, but I'd love to see him get familial, like, mm -hmm. redemption. So, like, someone, whether it's a, a very close friend that's, like, a found family or mm -hmm. if it is, like, an actual family member, he needs that support. And then... That's, I, I don't want to see him get romantically involved, though. Like, no, no, no. I don't want to see him get – I feel like he's going to sacrifice himself for the greater good and maybe our perception of him being an asshole changes and we're like, oh, yeah. okay. You just want him, like, to have that Snape effect. 
I'm bringing it back to Harry Potter a lot. Snape I don't effect. know why. It's, Maybe I'm not to the same effect, but something of that nature. I don't know. Because like we still don't know the full story between him and uh, Reese and what happened with yeah. their families. Yeah. And so maybe he – and I've seen a couple theories in that as well. So like maybe he didn't have the role that was painted. Right. You know what I mean? Like there was more happening there. So maybe there's something to it. And also, we say, never Reese actually is my number one. Reese wings. is my number one man. So oh, okay. please don't take it as me thinking I'm a Tamlin girly. There's no tattoos on this no, no, body. No, Let's say Tam. The – the best thing – so we had a girl in the Discord for um, a hot minute who was a huge Tamlin stan, like big. And she, I was like, no one attack her. I want to know why. Like I was like, I need to – and she brought something up and it really stuck with me when I did my last reread, which is Tamlin was trained to be the general of spring. So he's essentially the Cassian of mm-hmm. the court. So think of Cassian as the High Lord and would that change your perception of things? And granted, Cassian was – Cassian, I think, is more like we need to train everyone and like they need everyone needs to be equipped. Whereas I think Tamlin was more of the leader where he felt like I had to take on everything. Yes. And so I think when I thought of Tamlin that way, I was a little more forgiving, not completely forgiving, but Mm -hmm. I understood him a little better. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I he something needs to happen with him. Mm hmm. He always said he was never meant to be a high lord. Yes. And he was put into that position. He never wanted the position. Yep. And he's expressed it throughout. My beef with him is the way he kind of, you know, just kind of like kept her as prisoner. And yes, I know he was doing it out of like what he thought was good, but yeah. that doesn't right abuse. I agree. And so I would love to see him have some sort of redemption in the fact that he grows as a person and as a high lord and a fae or whatever. But I want to see him grow that way into being a better person where mm-hmm. he can, you know, make his peace. Right. And come to terms with it and like rebirth spring core. I basically yeah. like have it be what it was, but definitely not romance. You're right. Yeah. No, I don't I think agree. people would vibe with the romance. Cause you were just no. like, mm. and that's why I don't like the theory that Elaine ends up with him. Cause I'm like, oh. I just, there's like, so many too- bad things about that. Yeah. I don't love that. No. Um, so I have two two other quick theories. Um, okay. Not a lot have a, <laughs> evidence to support. So number one, from Crescent City, Danica is actually the missing long dead Asiri. And the oh, supporting evidence from that is that Danica means morning star and that the star or Danica is also known as – the star Sirius, which was the name of the Asiri, is also known yeah. as the wolf star. And then mm-hmm. within various types of mythology – Danica was also known as the goddess of dusk. We know given her interest in dusk's truth, is there something there that could paint her as the spirit somehow of the long dead seventh Asteri? I would love that. I think it's so cool. I just don't think, I think Danica's dead. I just, I would love, that's one of those theories where like, it is so, like even just it being so simple, it is so interesting and you, and it ties things together in such a fun way. But I just don't think it's going to come to pass. But it's a good one. See, I would yeah. love it just because Danica is such a reoccurring character in the series. Yeah. But she's not actually alive yes. at all. Like when I die, I want to be her right. in the sense that everyone keeps talking about me. They're still trying to figure everything about me. Yeah. I, I'm still present in their lives. But I would no. love it. I love it. I, I think it would be awesome. It, that's a fun one. I think – and I think what was the funnest part to me is like your brain starts to go down these paths. Okay, like, well, what if? And 
I think maybe it had to do something with the the drop that she makes, and she finally gives up that last kernel of Asteri power to be like, yeah. I'm I'm staying dead now. Like I was here, but now like whatever is is that makes me Asteri, like I'm fully gone now. And you have traveled down this path, and that's, I thought that was something that was interesting. Was cool. That's a that's one of those theories where like in my gut it's telling me it's not going to happen, but I secretly hope it does because it's yeah. such it's so good. It's such like a beautiful way I feel like to sort of tie. Yeah. Tie it all together in a way. Now, this is a theory. And, you know, this just goes to show how these things are just running in the back of our brains constantly. So I'm – I'll paint the scene. I'm getting ready for work in the morning. I'm making my coffee. I'm just standing there. And you know, like, when you you jab your funny bone and, like, suits you and I'm sitting there like, oh, my God. The child that the bone carver shows them is not their child. It's Rune. It's baby Rune. And I was like – there's – I'm, like, trying to Google frantically, like, before my first meeting starts of the day. And I'm texting them. And I'm like, have you guys heard this? Like, am I making this up? What What is the word? So I have to ask you as the the knower of all the things. Yeah. Is this a theory that's out there I just haven't seen? I mean, I haven't really looked beyond, like, that one day where I'm like – Yes. <laughs> yes. Um. So would love to hear your thoughts on this. That is a theory that I have heard before is that a lot – that is one I've heard quite a few times is, like, do they think that Rune is the baby that – you know, the bone carver turned yeah. into. I don't think it is only because the purpose was to motivate Feyre into one, trusting the bone carver and mm-hmm. two, it was supposed to show her something. I think that maybe motivated Reese as well a little bit mm-hmm. when she eventually told Reese. So I, I don't think it is, but it, it wouldn't surprise me if it somehow ties it together. Like maybe, like, because a lot of times when you hear that theory, you hear, well, it was, it, the bone carver was Rune because Rune is actually a descent, like he is from Reese's, like Re- he's Reese's mm-hmm. descendant or something. And that is where I'm like, well, no, I don't, I don't think it's that. I think it's something different, but I mean, I would, that's a See, cool See, the crossover. way my brain continued to go down this path is it's that a cool crossover. the bone carver is a tricky mofo. And yes. so he's like, I'm going to, she's going to think that it's really her kid but really i'm showing her something is like which is going to get me out of this prison immediately perhaps maybe but it's really showing her the answer like mm-hmm. this person you need to pay attention to who this person is and then that supports the ending of the bloodline theory where like he's like you need to pay attention to this person because they are going to end the bloodline and here's your answer to save your world your realm and everybody else's right. realm and so I think if it was that, it should have been adult rune and it would have still had the same effect because he True. still looks like Reese and it would have been a little creepier because he looks apparently so much like Reese that right. like I, if I was fair, I would have been like, do you see this guy yeah. that's in Your front of me? right here. Yeah. Like, is that our son? Cause of the, the blue purpley eyes and like all this stuff. And that would have, that would have been a really cool Easter egg for her to have done that. But I think because he was young, I think it was supposed to be Nyx. Or their other son who doesn't have wings. I I don't know. Right. Oh, but I would that's cool. How do you think Rune is related to Reese? The same way Aelin and Dorian are related. So Aelin and Dorian are related through Elena Galathenius because she started the Haviliard line and she is Bran and Galathenius' daughter. And so I think that is how. Re or Reese and Rune are related because um there's a we we recently figured this out. There's a line in Hosab and it says that Helena, who is the only daughter right now named as Thea's, mm-hmm. disappeared into the night. Raven haired disappeared into the night. 
And that sounds a little too similar. So I think Helena is the, uh, or no, I'm sorry. Helena is the sister who we do know. That's this. That's Rune. That's Rune. She's the one who married Peleus. So that's yeah. Rune. And then it's the sister we don't know. She's not named who disappeared into the night. And that is the one that Reese is related to. So I think it's, it goes down like that. But isn't it weird that they are technically identical to the fact that yes. Bryce was like, wait, Rune, are you, are you here? Yes. I think it's weird. It, it's weird. It's but that's what bugs me the most because I'm like I, I can get behind them being like cousins or somehow related in the bloodline, yeah. but like identical to the point where she mistakes him. I yeah, I think well, and she does mention that like Reese, after looking at him, he's a bit tanner. He has he his wings is is also a sign of like so that's the Illyrian side of Reese mm-hmm. that's kind of confusing her. But I which I again would go back to it is someone from his father's side that he's related to. But Dorian's blue eyes are from Elena. And they're not from his mother or father. And his magic is from Elena. It is not from mother or father. So and Aelin is the same thing. Aelin's magic is from Brandon and that fire magic did not appear for generations. So they're it's a little weird because they're it's it's an actual visual thing and not a magical thing, but I I think that's the intention is my guess right now. Oh, I love it. I, this is my favorite part. We're all like theorizing. I'm like, I've got another one that is completely different to that. Yeah. But they're both equally sounding great. Yeah. So, do you think we're gonna get like Aelin and Throne of Glass people in CC three? Yes. Let's move on to predictions. Let's go there. Um, I go back and forth. I think as we get closer, I'm trying to like not get excited about it and so i've been telling myself it's not gonna happen the more i so what's interesting is when hoseb ended sarah went on like a interview like the month after and she said oh then you know the next one's the last crescent city like this is it this is it and she was on that kick for like all of that year and then this year her kick has been it's not the like she doesn't say it's the end we stopped said it, it didn't say the final installment it, it so it's clearly not the end and we all know there's many waters and the more i've read into the many water stuff and the more i've looked at some things in throne of glass i actually think that's the tie is i think many waters is connected to throne of glass and so i think we might lean into that in the next one which is kind of a crack theory but i'm going with that holding out hope like part of me wants them but i feel like the book because we have another story to tell it wouldn't do the crossover justice right our akatar people are thrown to glass people and right see people yeah i don't think it's gonna happen in this upcoming book i think she needs to you know do whatever she needs with the night court i think they might appear in another one people did do that whole like you see the dragon the gold dress they're convinced that Aelin's sword, Aelin something shows mm-hmm. up in one of like the book call outs. I forget what it is exactly. Something along oh, those the lines. Oh, The Walking Dead. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So The Walking Dead was the book that taught Aelin about the word marks and how to mm-hmm. open a portal to hell. And that was the Bryce, that was the book Bryce walked past in Earth and Blood, which she touched The Walking Dead uh, next to the Book of Breathings. And I don't know. I also honestly imagine Aelin showing up as like a blink and we miss it type of a thing. So like if it does happen in this book, I don't see it lasting longer than a chapter. Like I see it like Bryson's up in Aurelia. Aelin is going to be like, oh, you need to get to hell. I think she's going to be pregnant. And I think Rowan is going to be like, no, you're not going. We'll draw the word mark and let the girl go. 
And like, I think that's what's, that's how I envision it happening. But I, I could see myself being wrong. I, I struggle with seeing Aylin and Reese in the same room. That kind of okay. makes my brain hurt. <laughs> see, yeah. I think it's going to be a, an Avenger style where I would love that the entire book happens. And at the very end, you know, whatever happens and we're wrapping mm-hmm. up that book at the very end, you know, far away in a land, Aylin is waking up or maybe it's like midway through. She's waking up yeah. and she's like, I suddenly have my powers back. And Rowan's like, what the hell? This means like a gate is open. And they're like, this is bad. This is really bad. And they get oh, the, the gang that. back together and <sighs> – you know, like they open the gate and they're like, we have to go. And like Ugh. off they go. And like that's, you know. That's what like, I mean. And then like that's how – that's all we get of them of like something bad has happened. I feel we have to go here. Yeah. Get Dorian. Get the witches. Let's, let's ride. Go. Yeah. Yeah. No. I would love for a Dorian book with Bannon. She, she has said – um, she because someone has asked her, you know, do you want to write more Throne of Glass books? And she has said yes. And she said that she wants either a Dorian book or she wants a Fenris book. And I think the Fenris book is the ticket because Fenris, when we left him, he was the emissary of Terrasen, so he would travel. So I'm like, let's do that one because then I can get Dorian. I can get Nezrin and Sartak. I can find yep. out what's going on with Celine Whitethorn, who's now the queen over in Doranel. Like, I want that book. Really bad. Right. We're getting a little bit of all the extra yeah. people that we wanted to. So you're like, I want to know what everyone's doing. I'm just like, just give me the smut with the shadow hands. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Redeem. Redeem it. <laughs> oh, that would be good. So I know we had some some predictions, and I think that was my prediction of like how I think they're going to show up in this book. I love it. I have a prediction that we'll figure out that Reese's sister is actually an Av- – so the, my theory is that Reese's sister is an Avalon Fae that mm. somehow got sucked back and that's why you have like these old – or sucked over to that side. And that's why you mm-hmm. have kind of like these old ways, old times. And that's the bloodline that we saw uh, Rune come through. So I feel like that's oh. – maybe we'll get some more about them and maybe that's okay. like a little thing we'll see there. Um, I just straight up think though that Rune's mom is Risa's sister. Yes. I've okay. read enough okay. of those theories. I just straight up think that. Okay. I agree with that. I'm like, that would be a fun one. That is a fun one. That is a because fun one. Because she was missing or she died. And people She's dead. Her. She's dead, dead. Yeah, but we didn't find – did we see did the Did we wings? see a body? We didn't, we didn't see, body. see the body. So right before Hosab came out, fans really wanted Reese's sister to be alive. And Sarah did address it and say that she is dead, dead. And she was Damn. not going to write any more about her. Did they say that – I've also seen the one where her sis- his sister was Asriel's mate. Did you see okay, that? So that used to be my favorite theory. <laughs> and that that is why it got brought up with Sarah was that it was, it was Ass's mate. And then that's when Sarah said she – if I remember correctly, when Steph asked her in the live, Sarah's like scrunched up her nose and she was like, no, she's dead. Like dead, dead. And I was like, oh, okay. Yeah, fine. but we know like, he was like – he had mentioned something to Cassie and it sounds like, like oh, he, you would know he knows when your that mate pain because yeah. his mate had died. I and know. And she is dead. So I was like – Two plus two equals me. I, I don't know. I think it's – this is where, like, I have been influenced by Gwen Reels. I think that either Az or Gwen knows that they're mates and they haven't said anything to each other. I think it's Gwen. I think it's Gwen, too. I think that's more interesting, especially because it means more to Az. Like, the mating bond means more to him, and I think she's like, you got to court me. So I think that will be an interest. if it's true, that's such a good – plot is to have her know this entire time and him not know I would or not it. pay attention so now there's a, a steamy firework scene i wouldn't i couldn't oh, wait to yeah. read about 
oh, it's going to be good. It's gonna Especially be so since good. she started giving him the attitude during training sessions. Mm-hmm. And he's and the was kinky like, one. I will prove you wrong. Yeah, I got to oh see God, this big, Mr. Biggest like... Wedding Span. Like, I got to see. She has to make him pay for that yeah. necklace. Yes, oh, yeah. The oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. When he was a fuckboy. Mm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this is the other thing. She, with all them ribbons that she's been cutting, I hope he's been saving them because we could be using them in some oh, scenes. So. Wouldn't that be like, I was like, that's so cute, but also very spicy. That's what I say. My heart would go, oh, reduce, and reuse, then I'd be like, recycle. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Tap me up. Exactly. Why not? Use them. They've just been laying there. We know yeah. Cass has used them at least once with oh. Nesta. This is like their Tuesday night. Exactly. This is, this is easy for oh, them. Oh, to be the house of wind. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. uh, Hilda, I think you had two other good good theories or Ooh, okay. predictions um, you thought. Okay. So I do think that Jessica is originally from Prithian and I'm just dying for her story. Oh, like him too. I'm just dying. Just dying. I've left um, that open-ended in my head because I – there's something going on there. She's just so intriguing and she like so knows good. too much and just I love her. And I do think Tamlin will play a role in sending Bryce back to Midgard. And that'll start oh. the sort of the Tamlin redemption arc where we need this shifter brute uh <laughs> to do something for us. I haven't even thought of Tamlin getting involved, but that's a good one. I'm down for it. That's great. Well, you know what's See, interesting about think- it too? Is I've seen this theory that, and I forgot the, the uh, how it happens, but it's basically like Tamlin opens up a, a shift or a rift, and well, somehow he has the pools, the pools in his in the spring court. Oh, the the starlight, the pool of yes. starlight. Yeah, uh-huh. and he ends up sending in an effort to save Reese's mom and sister because again we don't have a body, even though like she's dead. Mm-hmm. Dead. Um, I know. They send her off into a different realm, which is how they become the Avalon Fae. So maybe he has this power to open these things up again and that's why no one spoke of it because someone's like oh shit like this is that'd be this cool is a crazy power so we're just we're gonna pretend this thing happened and and then maybe that's how that comes to be passed i'm d- i mean i'm down the i i think the the crossing the fae that went through the crossing that's the avalon fae and the autumn king fae are the ones from the prison that nesta saw nesta saw yes. i think it's them mm-hmm but I'm down for some other because something's we got some gingers, which are all autumn. And then we got yeah. some rune Danon looking creatures in the corner. So who where did everyone come from? We're like doing our little squares from biology to be like, okay, you get exactly, this blood yeah. line. You yeah. have the blue eyes. Exactly. That's I'm like trying. I'm like Cormac's over here as a blonde. I'm like, no, boy, Cormac. where'd that blonde hair come from? <laughs> exactly. We sit down and figure this out. Yeah. Uh, Bridget, what do you think is going to happen? I don't think. Tamlin is going to be the solution to getting her back to Crescent City. Um, I think Az is going to be the only one who's able to travel with her back to Crescent City. And I think he has, he uses his powers because we really don't know much about Az. Like we know very fake information. Everything the fandom knows has been pretty much like us just like spreading rumors about this man because we're so obsessed with his wingspan. Um, (laughs) And he's proven to be the fuckboy he is. But mm-hmm. I'm very intrigued with whatever powers he's harnessing. We know he's super powerful from the, when he was growing up in the camp. And that's why he was put through that torture with his family because he had certain powers as a shadow singer. Like, what do we know exactly about a shadow singer? So I think he can travel 
not just long distances within his planet, but I think he can cross the realm. And I think he's going to be the ticket to getting her home and saving, helping her save the day. So I don't think any of the other ones, like I don't know for sure if Rune and Reese will ever meet in person. Oh, I'd love but I that. do yeah. believe that Azrael is going to meet Bryce's crew. Crew, I love that. That's close to. I mean, I don't think Az is going to travel, but I think he's going to give up Truth Teller. He's just going to mm. hand it to her, and and oh. she can because it was hinted in Frost and uh, Feyre says in Frost and Starlight. She asks Reese, "Would he ever give it up?" And Reese says, "Yeah, he would." Like it, it's it was, which I think was the hint that he is going to have to give it up. Mm-hmm. Didn't he also give it to Elaine? He did, yeah. In, to kill Highburn, yeah. He's so. got a whole trove of them in his desk in his bedroom. He's yeah. fine, okay. I actually think he's going to get one of Nesta's daggers, so he'll take, he'll give oh, that one, yeah. and then Nesta will. Oh, one will of the main him. ones. Yeah, exactly. But I would love for him to travel. Let's let's send as that sounds fun to me. <laughs> I love, I love it. Maybe it, his mate's not even from Corinthian. Oh, maybe yeah. his mate is one his of those like is, uh, her name cross is realm. It's <laughs> uh, hey, at least you didn't say Bryce because yeah. that has been like a oh, okay. I've seen that one, yeah. We got to sit down and talk that one out, you know. Because <laughs> for a long time, I did not believe Hunt was her endgame. I mean, I get that. I get that. I think also Crescent City was a different book for her fans. Like we are used to either Throne of Glass where it's a long drawn out end game or where it's Akatar where there was a fake out and then we got this huge romantic story. Crescent City, the romance is not the main plot. And so mm-hmm. she kind of had to wrap it up and move on to the other stuff. So I know I understand why some people are confused with Hunt. I get that. It's almost like uh, we've had our the rug pulled out from us. Now we're like yeah. skeptical of just like you can just yeah. be in love. That, yeah, that's simple. Also, she wasn't in love with Aileen was not in love like the f- end game for Kale Chow or Dorian. <laughs> yes. yes. Favor is not the end game for Tamlin. Like yeah, I, I don't believe in her first love is end game love. Yeah, well it was Connor, so that's fine. Oh yes, Connor. That's oh my god, true. I love Connor. Connor. It was Connor, that's yeah. That's true. It's not end game. Now it's not. Yeah, it could be. So you're good. Yeah. Oh my god, I love Connor. You don't even if you need to read Assassin's Blade. <laughs> Yeah, me. So you know Sam as Aelin's first love. God, that's the reason why I don't want to because I'm like I don't know if I'm ready for that. I'm gonna be honest. I know how this ends. I'm gonna be yeah. honest. It's not as bad as you think because I like I had mentally prepared myself when I got to the last chapter. I was like, okay, 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 it'll be fine. And then it really was. It was bad, but it wasn't. I I was more of a mess after his death than when he actually died. Hmm. I also think this is. I notice people who don't read Assassin's Blade, I don't know if you feel the same way. People who don't read Assassin's Blade are like, yeah, Aerobin sucks, but like, you know, whatever. He was, Aelin describes him as hot. So like, he must be like a hot bad guy. No, you read Assassin's Blade and I don't care how hot he is, he's burning. Like I, yeah, it's bad. it was, it was bad. It, I think like with the whole thing about reading Assassin's Blade first, and I recommend it to everybody, even though Thorn of Glass is technically the first, is that once you get later into the series, and then you finally have all these people who you've met in Assassin's Blade coming to her aid. It's so It's mind-blowing. But also how she has used Sam as kind of like a part of her personality. And I will not have fear. Whatever little saying she says. I will not be came, afraid. I will not be afraid. That came from Sam originally, who was like yeah. her first love, who got her off onto this journey. Yeah. I think it hits more when you read it before you start Throne of Glass. And also you're like reading Throne of Glass. I think you like Aelin more 
Because, like, I think if you start with throwing glass first, you're just like, okay, she's kind of annoying. I don't really yeah. want to read about this chick and her trials, but you're invested from Assassin's Blade because you that's, that's you how Sarah recommends it. Sarah recommends reading Assassin's Blade first. I go against her and say it needs to be third, but she that that is exactly how Sarah recommends it. She and I, yeah. So I do know that that she wants you to read it first. I got to. I think what held me back too is like I then I'm like the series ended and like. I know. I didn't want to like yeah. start back with my friends, do a full reread, and then feel like the same book hangover again. But now I'm like, well, my friends could the be healer, back. So the healer story too is like the well, first off, the Rolf story, which is the first one, is one of my favorites. And then right. the healer because the payout is just incredible with mm-hmm. that one. But the healer story, it haunts you while you are reading Tower of Dawn. And it's like when she gets the coins, right? Yes. Yeah, you're a mess because it's it's Irene's point of view in the beginning. And she's like, there's this girl in a corner and she's beat up because what you don't know because you didn't read Assassin's Blade is Aerobin beat the living shit out of Aelin. So she's got bruises and her she's got a black eye and everything. She's sitting in a corner and she's thinks that she deserves to get beaten up more. So she's left out all these jewels on the table so that people will come up to her to beat her up. But everyone's afraid of her because she looks terrifying. And Irene walks up to her and they start to form this friendship and the whole time she doesn't know her name. And then it ends with Aelin leaving a note that said the world needs more healers. Yes. And that's the note that Irene has. And that's the note that she gives yes. her. It's all from Assassin's Blade. And I think she gives her the money to enter the ship to travel. She does. Yes. Yeah, so well, how gives did her I know tools. that? It's she references, yeah, it she is references it later. Okay. So like, I knew it. that and I didn't read that one. Oh, okay. Well, I'm yeah. convinced. Also, like, I, I, because I waited to read Tower of Dawn, which was not smart again, but it was kind of nice because when I went back to it, I was like, this is a piece of Throne of Glass I've not read. And so it was, mm-hmm. it was like this little glimmer and it was a really sweet thing. So yeah. you'll feel that way with Assassin's Blade. I'm sure. It's like my protected people, you yeah. know, like, oh, my friends. Because it's so funny too, because like when I read this, it was pandemic. We we're all in lockdown. And like, yeah. so coming when Silver Fames came back out, I was like, oh, I'm with like my people that like, yeah. I had no people. Those were my people. So like, it's just a little special place in your heart, you know? Yep. I get it. So would love to hear from you. Mm-hmm. I know we have, we're like, the world is our oyster really at this point because I, there's so yeah. many paths we could take. It's almost hard to sit down and figure out, okay, well, where are we going to go next? So would love right. to hear from you where are we headed in CC. So I, I will be honest, my track record is usually 40-60. So I'm either 40% right or 60% right. And with Sarah, it's a wild card. I'm never like 100%. So I think based off of what we know, I think Gwen is going to get involved. First off, I think Gwen is going to get involved. I think she is going to be the ticket to Bryce understanding what's going on because it won't be Meryl. Meryl's, she's not sociable. So it'll be Gwen who's the assistant. So she'll get involved on the Prithian side of things. And I think... Reese, right now, Reese and Amron are the only ones that can communicate to Bryce. So I'm curious to see how we um, handle that. And then I think we're going to get a lot more information from Amron about the truth of the Asteri because I think she's she's connected to them. And I think also she will inform Bryce a few other things. I think Adis is going to get involved somehow because Adis has been to Prithian before. So he might just hop back there and which will be kind of a fun little hop, skip and jump. Yeah, exactly. Um, I'd love to see Aelin. I'm really hoping, but I'm not. I'm I'm getting more nervous as we get closer. I think it's just like I don't want to hype myself up and then Aelin not show up and then get upset. Yeah. So I'd love for her to show up, but I'm not sure. I think on the Lunathian side, I think Lydia is going to be the one that's going to have to torture Rune. Mm-hmm. 
which I love that stuff. So I'm going to be giggling in the corner because like, you know, it's the only way I can deal with trauma is just laugh through it. So I'm just <laughs> going to be laughing through the whole thing because I just, it'll be fine. Um, I think Baxian's going to die because Sarah doesn't no. allow, like she won't allow a mate and a mate. They, he's dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He'll be gone. The, oh, the other side of the reason I want Throne of Glass involved is the Wolf Tribe of Terrison. I think they're going to, if this is like my pie in the sky i really hope is that the wolf tribe of terrison is the one who starts ethan's pack with the fendir air because oh um, yeah because the wolf tribe of terrison was the fae who were in their woven form for 10 years and then when magic came back they struggled but they have been living under rune mountains so they've kind of been in that general area um and i think the autumn king is either going to die or he's going to sacrifice himself in some way because i think he's secretly a good bad guy he's like mm -hmm. a yeah i think he's okay. gonna sacrifice himself yeah so i'm kind of all over the place i don't really know i but i'm cherry picking plot. I, I know it's I hard struggle with where the pacing's gonna go in this mm -hmm. one too it's hard to know where we're how fast is it gonna go and yeah how deep will we go out into the worlds? Yeah, because she said originally that 50% of this book was in Prithian, but I actually think that was from that first draft that has now been scrapped. So I don't know how long we're in Prithian. How many pages is it? Do we know yet? It's the same length as Earth and Blood. So Ooh. long. It's thick boy. It's going to be thick, but not as thick as Sky and Breath. Sky and Breath was bigger. Yeah. It so did not feel that way. I know, I'm an e-reader, so like I really can't see these books until like I see a hard copy, and then I'm like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah. that's what we're in for. Yeah, I don't know. I'm trying to. We're gonna. I think the dusk stuff is true. Like the like the dusk court. I literally have told everyone. I just would rather find out how Sarah explains it because I have some like cynical questions about it. <laughs> but I, I do think everyone's right on that. I think that is a is a good one. So I don't know. Now, have you taken the day off of work? Like what I took a whole week off. <laughs> Didn't you? I love so, it. So we had my friends and I when we had finished uh Sky and Breath. Well, when we were reading Sky and Breath, we used an app called Marco Polo and we were communicating through there. Marco Polo is a lot like Instagram, where it's like you can send each other videos, like Instagram uh, story type videos, but they don't or like Snapchat, but they don't delete. So you can see everyone's reactions. And or we would zoom each other. Like we would we would put a uh -huh. Zoom link and then everyone would be reading. And that was funny because like at one point, two of us were in the like with the under king and dealing with like all the crazy stuff going on there. And then one of our friends was in like Spice with Bryson Hunt. So she was like, and like the two of us were like stressed. So we were all virtual and we had made a decision a month after the book had ended that we would get together and read Sky and Breath or the next one because it was the way this one ended, like there there was never going to be another opportunity. So eight of us rented an Airbnb. We all oh, took I the week this. off of work and we are, we're dressing up as our book boyfriends the night of midnight. So we're all dressing up. And I just saw like photos of someone's Dorian cape getting dyed tonight, oh, like dyed oh blue. So, like, it's, it's really funny. So yeah, so we're we're spending the week together, and yeah, work knows they they've known for like two years. They're like Sarah has been talking about this. We know she's not going to be around. So I love that so much. Yeah. So we took the I took the whole week off. I think that's what we dreamed about. We're like we're just gonna rent a hotel room, and the three it's of worth us are it. going down, and we're just like by the pool reading with like the pool boy bringing me pina coladas. That's what you need. Yeah. Totally. 
Like, I yeah, need, I I cannot my be getting saying mommy snacks. every five seconds right. while <laughs> I'm trying to read. Yeah. Mommy right. is busy. We have some girls in the server who they have rented a hotel, their moms, and they don't want their kids around. So that, just for them. So it's just them for like the for two days in a hotel, nothing bothering them so they can read this book. And I think I that's kid you the not, best. I joke to my husband about this, but it's feeling like a possibility more and yeah. more. Yeah. I think it'll be fun. I And what's funny too is I'm a fast reader and Avery's fast reader and then another girl's a really fast reader and then everyone else is slower. So I have been secluded to a room downstairs because they know if, if Aylin shows up, I'm going to be pacing and screaming. So Avery will beat me in the reading probably. So she'll know ahead of time. So she's kind of keeping an eye so that if it happens, we know to like hide me so that no one knows. She'll be like, Shh, come happen? here. What chapter yeah, page exactly. you have? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Hilda's so. the fastest reader. So I think Hilda will be, and Hilda okay. will go all night. She's like, I'm going to. Oh, you will. This. Okay. Yeah. You reading it? Okay. Okay. And then. Got it. Bridget's fast too, but the, the problem is the kid. We have the kid problem. Right. Then, you know. That's the week I'm moving. So while I'm literally doing nothing, you'll waiting be doing for everything. My furniture, I'll be reading. Yeah. Yeah. It works. See, I stay up late to read. So, so you'll it really just late. depends on like, you know, when my plane. eyeballs have failed me. Yeah, you'll be up late. I have plane rides. I have car rides. Oh, yeah. I have yeah, time to good. consume this. I'm thinking I'll finish it like, within uh, 36 hours. So right. I'm like, maybe I'll yeah. take a sick day. Oh, God, I would. I'm sick. Boo, <laughs> you. <laughs> yeah, I would. I would. Totally. I know. I'm, I'm excited. It's going to be good. I think also it's hard because – Sarah's books are the few books on the internet where if you don't read it around release, you're screwed. Social oh, media. Yeah. So, and it's funny because you'll see we'll see everyone kind of go dark for a little bit. Yes. Yeah. And we'll get so, some maybe like live reactions of like, you know. Yeah. So my plan is I'll go dark. You might get some like out of context reactions from me. Yeah. But we all start posting reactions Friday. So you'll see the spoilery ones and they'll they'll have tags with them is usually how mm-hmm. we do it. Avery and I might go live when we finish it, which might which will probably be Wednesday or Thursday night. <laughs> we'll be that fast. Uh, but we'll put like a big warning when we do. But yeah, we won't it 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 will be interesting. But people people get very particular too about this one. Like they will and people are also in a coma for like two months. Like, don't yeah. try and shove anything else down their throat for two months. They'll be like, uh, I'm just going to read another Sarah J. Mass book. And it's like, okay, fine, whatever. Or they're just going to reread the same book to like digest yes. everything they just read. Yes. Yeah. Right. I like to get to time. those those stress parts where you're like, I'm speed reading to find out like who's making it through this chapter. And then yeah. when I go back and reread it, I'm like, oh, now I am understanding all the things that I sped read through. Perfect example. Mm-hmm. Uh, the first time I read it, I didn't know that Ethan was a wolf in Bryce's bathroom. I thought he was just having a temper tantrum and throwing her stuff everywhere. And Avery <laughs> and he was wolfed like, out. <laughs> yeah, Avery was like, you do know he's like, it's his tail, right? And I was like, what? And she goes, go back and read that chapter. And I did. And I was like, oh, whoops. <laughs> didn't realize. So so like, I will, I am definitely one of those people that I will just like be speeding or I'll go, I don't understand. I'll get confused and like start talking it out. So yeah. <laughs> Yeah. I love that. They're talking it out. My husband be like, go to bed. <laughs> right, right. So are there any other last th- th- theories, predictions, anything you want to talk about this book coming up? Because I know you, you did a whole deep dive even on the cover. Yeah. So Sarah likes to hide things on the Crescent City cover. But I also don't necessarily like to figure it all out. Like 
her book releases for me are like Christmas. Like I want to know some of the presents but under I don't the tree. Know all of them. Not everything, but not everything. You want to be able to enjoy the surprises as they come. Exactly, exactly. So like some presents, I know. I think I know what are under the tree, and some I have left unknown. A big one that I'm hoping is under the tree is Apolly and his hunt's father, because mm-hmm. I have been begging for that one since I did my reread of Earth and Blood before Sky and Breath and then Sky and Breath happened and I stuck with it and I know someone who's close to Sarah J Mass and I had sent them a screenshot and I was like is this what I think it is can you ask her and they said yes but they wouldn't tell me what she says because apparently she's got a really bad poker face so I'm hoping I was right because I never got confirmation a year ago but I'm really fingers crossed hoping it's Apollyon I need it to be Apollyon I'd be really interested to see how that played out. Like what what happened to make that happen? I know. I know. I, I needed to be appalling because there is a line in Sky and Breath that Regulus says. And he says, a prince of hell and a starborn princess sounds familiar. Like history repeating mm-hmm. itself. And I was like, uh-huh. this does not mean Adis. That's too obvious. And I like – and it because everyone kind of glossed over it, and I was like, Oh, please be Hunt as the Prince of Hell. Like, please be him. See, this so is I why I'm convinced Sarah's got like a room and like red strings going everywhere because I know absolutely to even just have that one line in there, like it's intentional. Yeah. But she has it in like Throne of Glass, like we're all players here. Like, there's that famous line in like we're all players in an unfinished game or whatever the phrase is that Kane says to Aelin. Like, it that was literally the catalyst of the whole series. And that was yeah. in the first book. So I'm really hoping that's what that is. <laughs> so we want to make sure we got everything on our, that we wish for, for Santa, but like uh, some free extra stuff we didn't know we needed. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so before we get closing out, I want to talk about some other series we have. And so you talked about many waters is another series mm-hmm. that SJM's got coming up and then twilight of the gods. Ha <laughs> So talk to us a little bit about that. So Twilight, for those of you that are not familiar with Twilight of the Gods, Sarah has a Pinterest page, Pinterest account, like a lot of authors do. And she would catalog, it's now dark, by the way, for anyone who's like going to go and try and find it, it doesn't exist. But it had a lot of boards for either Akatar, Throne of Glass, and it had something for Twilight of the Gods. And for a really long time, it was listed on Goodreads. And it was clearly this Valkyrie, if you saw the images, they looked very Valkyrie-esque, they looked very uh, Greek mythology. They looked, there was lots of Sailor Moon context in it. So it was very clearly like a God's book. And then we didn't hear anything about it. And then it was taken off of Goodreads, which is kind of a rare thing. For anyone who's not familiar with Goodreads too, Goodreads is a lot like IMDB for anyone in entertainment where like anyone can post anything they want. It doesn't have to be the author and it will connect. So that's like another piece of the pie. I think what had happened is the the way this SJM timeline goes is Sarah came up with the idea of Crescent City. I think it was between the tour of Fire and Akatar, or it might have been a little later, but it was around that time. And I think she, it was the drop. That was the first scene she saw. So it was the drop with Bryce and Earth and Blood. I think she took that concept and she knew she wanted it to be this modern series. And I think by the end, she, when she got to Tower of Dawn and Kingdom of Ash, she realized it was a crossover. And I think Twilight of the Gods merged with Crescent City. And I think we actually are currently reading Twilight of the Gods, especially with the flame and shadow cover of it being the tree from uh, Norse mythology and it, which I'm blanking on the name of the tree, but that, and I think the Ragnarok theory, which is that Mm. this is all a big Ragnarok Norse mythology retelling. So I don't know. I'd I'd take another series though from her. Yeah. And so 
originally when I heard everyone talk about like, oh, it's got this a lot of this Valkyrie, Sailor Moon, I immediately went to Moore's backstory with the Valkyrie, having known them. And I'm like, is this a separate book specifically about them? Is it the backstory? Is this a future novella? Is this part of Moore's backstory? Like that's where my brain started to kind of go because we know there's something funky with Moore happening. Yeah. And that's where I – whether or not, you know, if we're in it right now, like like you said, I think that makes sense. All to say, I really do want a Valkyrie story. I want to hear about I'm the here old for that. the old squad of Valkyries, and obviously more about more. I love that. I mean, again, like I think it's like, oh, I think it's act. I think Twilight of the Gods is Crescent City. However, I'd love it to be a new series because I think we have enough. Like the Valkyries are a great example. I've always been a big fan of. I think we need a Maeve story and how she traveled and everything. Like we, there's all these incredible back in the past setups. Mm-hmm. Like, let's go back. Let's get some of these stories wrapped up. So I'm here for a Valkyrie Moore story. Like, that and sounds like amazing. And like the Star Wars universe. Like, you know yes. these things happen, and now you're starting to get deep dive into those side, side oh, and sub-characters that. that I would just – I'd love to know more about them all. That's great. I love it. So as we we round out with our, our big deep dive and predictions for all things SJM, we talked about it earlier, but which – which men? Because we love why choose. We're not choosing anyone. We do have a ranking. You know, okay. Reese is number one for me. Cassian's number two. Okay. Is, it doesn't change for me. But would love okay. to know who is on your why choose. Is it just for SJM? It can be for any book. Any book. Okay. Those just the two that those are like steadfast. Like they're never changing. Those are my loves. Okay. So for the longest time, it was just Rowan. And then basically whatever my mood was, was who got number two. I also think there's a difference between book boyfriends and book lovers because Mm -hmm. some people you just want to have a good time with, but you don't think they're marriage material. So Broin is definitely on the book boyfriend, also a book lover, but I actually think Castile is like my number one book lover because it's, it's, I know he, me and him married would not work because he would drive me up a wall, but I'd love to have a good time with him at least once. We're talking about Castile from from Blood and Ash. From from Blood and Ash, yeah. Yeah. I would have a great time. Um, One that you guys have probably not read, and this might entice you a little bit to read. So again, like I was saying, never had a number two. It's usually my mood. It's either Hades from A Touch Darkness, or it's, you know, Castile was up there. Nyctos was up there from From Blood and Ash. Dez from the Bargainer series sometimes can creep his way up. So like, it'll depend. Then I read Lady of Darkness by Melissa Rorick and I was like Soren's great who's kind of your main love interest then you meet this guy Razik and he hit number two and he is not moving and it's Rowan the reason Rowan has skyrocketed for me is because he was okay like I liked him he was hot and he was sexy and whatever the minute he got the ships for Aelin, I was like, oh, I'm in love. Like, this is this is a love language for me. This is amazing. Then when he put the tattoo on her and brought him home to her, I was like, oh, this man's never leaving my list. Like, this is the I mean, I'm not even bringing up the almond oil. Like, this is like <laughs> real, you know, real things. Razik, I don't want to spoil like anything about him, but it was a very similar thing. Like, I was reading the story and then his love interest had this big speech and it was like in the middle of a fight like an actual battle sequence and she was like i hate that you know this about me and i hate that you do this and he goes i know like as he's dying and she's like (laughs) my life and like as i was reading it i was like i love this man so razik is uh which i know i have to share with melissa rorick um because she she literally has him tattooed on her body. And I'm oh. like, fine. I get him on the weekends. She said but she called dibs. 
<laughs> she called dibs. She wrote him, so that's fine. But you yeah. know, as a reader, I call dibs when she's not calling dibs on him. But he is. Oh yeah, he's he's definitely number two for me. And then we've gone Sprinter. back and forth about reading that series for the podcast too. You guys should. It's should. um, it's a really good one. I always like to tell people it's great for SJM readers. It's mm-hmm. gonna feel very similar. I'm gonna in the first two, but you just have to trust me. Because it is not what you think, and it will send you on a good ride. So yeah, say less. Already there. Yeah, where can we fit yeah. her in? <laughs> yeah, they're great. Melissa have space great. in the summer. Yeah, yeah. Sign us so up. That's a great one. Wait, when is this podcast going on? Um, uh, not next. this Tuesday. The following. Yeah, yeah. Let me see what date is that. So that will be the sixteenth. The sixteenth. Oh, then I could say it. Lady of Darkness is our series pick after Hofast. So oh. we will be doing a big series breakdown on Lady of Darkness. Nice. Oh, boy. So we're yeah, going to read Melis, it. We're going to deep Melissa's dive. involved. Yeah. So she, yeah. So Melissa's involved. It's going to happen over the summer. We're starting in April. We're going to go all the way to July. Um, oh, can't and wait. We'll, it, it will end with an author interview with her. Um, and then we will also be telling people to very highly request to read her next series, the Legacy series. Um, which if you've read her books, you will understand why we would nudge you in that direction. But yeah, that's, that's our plan. I'm like already added to the list. She's like, sign me up. Yeah. Yeah. It's Kindle Unlimited completed. So that's the best part. Oh, love oh a completed series. It's a completed Kindle what Unlimited. What is this magic you speak of? I know. Five books. There's a novella. The novella is under a hundred pages, so you can do it. Wow. I love uh-huh. this. It's so refreshing. A completed series. A completed series with some great spice. Oh, a character that's going to remind you a lot of Aelin. Main character, Scarlet, is very similar. Has a very similar backstory, but not the same. Mm-hmm. And then, uh, yeah, it's got dragons. That's Melissa's favorite thing. Dragon shifters, just shifters in general, witches, fae, gods, goddesses, the whole thing. Oh, very intriguing. Yeah. Definitely have to check it out. And on that note, before we say goodbye, I just have to ask, what other books are you excited? Because we know we got this big one coming up shortly. What other releases are you excited for, looking forward to happening this coming year in 2024? Yeah. So the one – well, Melissa has a book coming out in February called Storms of Secret and Sorrow. That's what it is. Uh, Storms of Secret Sorrow is the sequel to uh, Reign of Shadows and Endings, and it is the it's part of her legacy series. So I'm really excited for that one to come out at the end of February. Then um, in April, uh, Miranda Lynn has a standalone. Ooh. We love this uh, called Till Death, which I'm currently 25% in on the arc, and it is so great. Uh, it's 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 a really fun one. It's giving me kind of Moulin Rouge meets like high fantasy vibes. So I'm here for love it. it. Love yeah, Moulin very, Rouge. Very, very, it kind of, I didn't, I need to finish it. It kind of reminds me a little of the Caraval series, but sexy. So okay. if you've read that. And then obviously the ending of the From Blood and Ash and the Flesh and Fire series is over the summer, I believe. Mm-hmm. So that's a big one. Um, and then one that's already out. This is like my trick when it comes to a Sarah J. Mass book. I always save a rom-com to read right after her books. And I love Rosie Dannon, which is ironic with the last name. Me too. But, uh, Do Your Worst is the book I'll be reading right after uh, Flame of Shadow. You I know, have that one saved as well. I really love I'm that excited. that is a good recipe for a book hangover. 
Yeah, I like always you do a rom-com. it out. You know where you're going because sometimes I, I just like, ugh, like, um, like roam around aimlessly. Like, what, what do I need? What's going to fulfill this this need? And then yeah. I can't find it. But you're already like, I got a plan. I got an, I, I know where I'm headed. You either have to do a really stupid spicy book, which I love those, mm-hmm. or you have to do a duology or a rom-com, like a total pivot. So I think for Hosab – I don't remember. Oh, it, it actually wasn't a rom-com. It was um, What Lies Beyond the Veil, which is great. Um, and that's not even stupid. That's just like a great fantasy oh, yeah. book. And then for another one, it was Bridge Kingdom. I did the duology. So for this one I'm doing, I loved The Roommate and the Intimacy Experiment. Like, oh, those two books were, they're just the best. So I'm really excited to read Do Your Worst. Awesome. Well, we want to say thank you again so much for all those yeah, book recommendations, for those theories, for those predictions. Can't wait to see what happens in a few short weeks. I do have a question that's not Sarah J. Mass related. Okay. How do you feel about the joining? Oh, I wish it was more descriptive. Okay. Yep. I grabbed Barbie dolls to try and figure it out. Me? I think had similar notes where we're like, ah. I my, my friends and I sat here and I was like, okay, so Poppy is here. And they're like, uh-huh. And I was like, Castile is here. Uh-huh, and 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 Kieran's here, and I was like, okay, oh. and someone's hand was here, and right, I was and like, like she felt something wet, but I'm like, who? Yeah, who was it? Attention, sister! Like, come on! But no. it was so bad. It was. I I was reading it, it, and then I got to the end of the chapter, and I was like, wait, did I miss it? Was it happening? Did, I did think what happen- the chapter after was better, where it was t- it was like them taking care of it. The before and after was way better than the actual act. Like that it was like was- glossed over. Like, yeah, I, and I think it was probably because she. I mean, to be fair, it's it's a little nerve wracking to write a threesome, but like also with the fandom being so like divided on. I'm pro yeah. joining. I'm not pro joining. So yeah, and that's why I feel like we got little. You know, I'm curious to see because. what she does with the next one. Like, are we gonna go full in or are we gonna back? Are we gonna backtrack it? I don't know. I'm still holding out. That's a series that I will hold out for 100. Like, I just. I've stuck it in this long. I yep. really love those characters. I do love what she's doing. And I am willing to stick it out because I think it was it's a fun ride. I think you know, it's it's a perfect example of I think fans got too hung up and then they didn't want to hear what she actually wanted to do. And this is what she's wanted to do. So like you're either in it or you're not. And no harm, That's no a foul. Great way to way. Put it. Like it's fine. Right. At the end of the day, it's their artwork. Like, yeah, we either it's enjoy their it decision. Or we it's we chose to read the book. I say that we about Sarah all the time. Sarah could do something pull left field. As long as she can convince me, I don't care. I'll figure it out. We'll get so. there. Yeah. Yeah. You want to put Tamlin and Elaine together? Sure. <laughs> just, she won't. just make she won't. it make I'll sense. I'll read it with one eye, uh, one eye open. But yeah, like, I'll be like, I'll why, it. Sarah? <laughs> why? <sighs> just gives us more fuel to talk about all those thoughts and feelings on the podcast. And yeah. speaking of podcasts, we know we can find you over on Yours, you guys are working through Word from the Realm, and that's W-Y-R-D, again. W-R-Y-D. My bad. I'm spelling it wrong already. No, you got it. W-Y-R-D. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Word. Okay. Had it right the first time then. It's okay. I do the same thing, and it's (laughs) our podcast name, so you're fine. (laughs) There we go. Spelling, pronunciations, that's not known what we're known for. Um, And of course, we know we can find you on TikTok at Rosebud Mode. So. Mm We, again, thank you for coming on. Thank you for sharing yeah, you. all your knowledge. Gosh, such a wealth. And thank we you. will be uh, checking in the week of the 30th to see see how things are going. I know. I know. 
Awesome. Well, thank you for having me and thanks for this great chat. This is great. We'll talk Let's soon. Let's do it again. Yeah. We'll do it course. again soon. <laughs> All right. So that's it from us tonight. And you guys know you can always find us at booktalkmademe underscore pot on Instagram. Bye. Bye.